What's up? What's up? What's up? Chilling. Now, what is that? This is my biggie sweater, dog. You got a biggie sweater. I got. I, I'll, I'll back up a little bit so you can see it all. Yeah, man, I got me a biggie sweater. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's tight, bro. But yeah, just doing a little. Mm, 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 mm. For the people. Get it. Um, got that bitch online. Now I gotta get a Tupac, like old baseball jersey. You gotta get that bandana. You gotta get it all, man. You gotta come correct now. I gotta get some chains. Yeah. Shout out Stevie One Chains. Yeah. So, welcome again. Here we are. Rounds four through five. Uh, the Millionaires broadcasting live. Um, yeah, so, um, you know, before we jump into rounds four through five, um, just wanted to touch on, uh, you know, a few different current events. Um, Always. Wanted to, you know, we're going to hash out, did Biden make the right pick with Kamala Harris? Um, I want to talk a little... Um, transgender bathroom rights um adjust them and yeah yeah we can get into that um roe versus wade 47 years later and our thoughts on standing versus kneeling during the national anthem so i can't wait to get into that one yeah yeah so that's what's on the docket tonight or just, you know, hear me out, hear me out. Um, yeah. As much as I'd love to get into that 47-year struggle, um, maybe we just look at rounds four through five and kind of nail down who are those key go-to wide receivers, running backs, and, and dare we say quarterback as well. Not quarterbacks, mind you, quarterback. Uh, we, can, we can circle back. We can, put, yeah, we can circle back. Put a pin in it, maybe? Well, I, I do have um... – Catherine Jean Archibald regarding the transgender bathroom rights. Um, maybe I could just throw that up on the website yeah. later on tonight. Or, or we could just keep that in the, you know, the deep dive file uh, on your phone. I really, really want to know who are those key guys uh, in rounds four and five that they need on their squad in PPR 12-team redraft this fall coming up. Drafts are happening as we speak. I've been in several of them. Uh, our own local league draft is coming up soon that we're, we're planning. So uh, leagues are a plenty, my friend, and you cannot go in without a knowledge of who your guys are, when you're going to get them, and how you're going to get them. So that's what we're here for today. Hopefully we don't fall off anymore. Uh, and if we do, please stick around with us. You know we will be back. We're not going anywhere. Every Monday night from 9.30 until 10.30, no matter what. If we go down 10 times, we'll get back up 10 times. So just keep logging off. We're never getting off. And that's going to be from now until Valentine's Day, where Mike and I do a special, special show, a league wrap-up show. Maybe it might be even 90 minutes, because we love you so much. Who knows? But we'll be here every Monday night, 9.30 until 10.30. Write it down. Yeah. Put it on sure. your calendars. Don't forget yeah. it. And you can do it during Monday Night Football. Mute those guys and listen to us. You're going to love it. It's going to be mm, 
Yeah, yeah. Well, rounds four, uh, four and five, I think we are. Um, we, I'm going to go ahead and put the uh, our picks up on the screen. Um, cash and stacks. Um, got a Twitter poll going on today. Love to get everybody's vote on that. Um, yeah, I think cash and stacks are straight even right now. Mm. in the world so um we uh we had a lot of similarities too um uh, i think we both had mark andrews pretty close um but we kind of wanted to highlight a few different people i want to say off the top last week i had todd Gurley in the second round and (laughs) The next day, he started limping. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, adjust my rankings on him. Smart. Yeah. Smart. I, I, and, and here's why. I honestly still I, – I don't, I don't think that that limp is that big of a deal, but this show is for heads, and everybody who's drafting is going to be aware of that limp. So he's not going in the second round. I put him at the end of the third round still. Um, if you're at the turn, um, I, I would say he's, he's, you know, there or beyond. Um, I know stacks ain't going to touch him. Well, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. If I, I hate doing this and, uh, you know, JJ Zacharyson had a, 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 a Twitter, uh, article about this. He put on Twitter, uh, last week. He talked about it too, a couple weeks ago. You, getting handcuffs is really not the way to maximize value on your team. You, you're, you're ensuring that maybe you'll get a positional value if someone gets hurt and you carry someone on your spot, you know, your roster all year to ensure that. So the idea of drafting Gurley would also want to grab a handcuff, which is kind of against my religion. Uh, and, and so I'm, I'm almost going to just go no on Gurley because if I if I have to get Ito Smith or decide between Smith and then who the other guy is going to be, is Hill going to be the guy? But they don't even know yet. And, and just monitoring that and then you get the wrong guy, I'd rather pick somebody else and get a different, you know, better value at that position. And uh, I adjusted my rank. I'm not going to lie. You're going to notice that Juju Smith-Schuster is nowhere to be found on uh, my third round ranks. I, I booted him to the fourth after our, our conversation and after I did a little soul searching. And I, I think the thing about this process for you, if you're listening, and for us as we're, we're doing it, and every day you should be a ranks. It's kind of a joke, you know, on Twitter. We take a picture of A.J. Dillon's calves uh, or his thighs or whatever. Uh, and whew, Well, the, the Scott Fish had a, 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 a tweet today where A.J. Dillon was in even shorter shorts than yesterday. And he was, you know, dap to, uh, to, to love the, the QB. And uh, it was a nice little picture. And uh, Scott Fish said, when you see your, your calves go viral on Twitter, so you ask the trainer for the shortest shorts they have. Because he looked like he was wearing Daisy Dukes. Uh, he wanted the whole world to see everything. And, uh, you know, adjust- ranks were adjusted. But in, in all seriousness, data comes in on a minute basis. AJ, AJ Green, he didn't make it through practice today. You know, people that we were talking about earlier, just between Mike, uh, ranks have been adjusted. And Juju, pff, I, I booted him. He, he got the boot. So. I'm still, I'm still, uh, you know, I'm standing on various hills in my rankings, and I'm still, like gonna, I'm still going to advocate for Todd Gurley because I believe he has an arthritic knee, and I believe that someone who has an arthritic knee um, 
Maybe it was cold outside. I mean, like maybe it's they're cold. Gonna be stiff. Uh, they're going to be stiff in hot in hot Atlanta in the summer. Maybe it was cold outside. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not an I'm not an arthritis expert. You're not a doctor. You're not a scientist. <laughs> we need to get a. I'm going to reach out to some docs. I'll reach out to Edwin from Fantasy Points, and I'll ask him what that limp signifies. Because I do. Here's what it does. I think you, you touched on a point. If you have arthritis, it's not a. It's not an injury that's going to hamper you from from performing anything. It's just going to hurt. You know, it's just going to bother you. It's just going to. You're going to need a lot of ice. You're going to be inflamed. It's not. So if he can take it, then he can do it. And I think that what happened on, on their run to the Super Bowl is one of the worst things that's ever happened to a running back going into the playoffs. And in, in the Super Bowl, man, they owed Gurley that year. He was the number one player in fantasy. And uh, right. it was like 2018, whatever it was, he crushed, and then he just didn't play. And for arthritis, you could see him on the sideline win. He wanted to play. And so I think now he's in a position, I, I agree with you, but man, does it hold up? We will see. Because there's games where he could not go on the field because he was in too much pain. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, again, why I'm, I'd still, um, you know, I'd take him at the turn in round four is because um, to me, the upside is still there. I don't, I, 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 I'm, I'm saying that the rankings are being adjusted based on the rumors. And so you can definitely, you can wait on them and there's going to be a lot of people like stacks who are not going to go near them because he limped into practice. But I don't think, that that limp is really anything. I mean, it was like two seconds later, I saw him dancing in another video and they're like, what is it? You know? Um, so uh, to me, the main thing that makes me, you know, want to stand on, on, on my Todd Gurley Hill is I think the, he's going to operate at, you know, in the PPR world, um, as somebody who, is going to get, you know, 70 targets, you know. Um, and I. Yeah. Can you still hear me? Can you? Yeah. Okay, good. I just accidentally, or whatever, my, my feed just dropped off of uh, Periscope. Periscope booted me. So I'm back on Periscope. Sorry, guys, oh. for people who. But I want to make sure you can hear me, Mike. Uh, because you're the most important person in the room. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So that that's where we're at with Todd Gurley. That was one of the people uh, that we wanted to still talk about because he's, you know, he's basically round four if you're at the turn. And um, did you put a where, where do you end up putting? He's not even he's not making rounds four for five. No, no. Todd Gurley's at the end of round. He, I have one pick before you now, but I'm just not picking him there. I'm not. Yeah. I don't. I don't want. Um, I think you know. I'm not going to give away my whole strategy, but I think that if you, we talked about it a little bit earlier uh, in the week between us, if you can get a running back in the first two rounds, or two running backs in the first two rounds that are just you know uh, a Zeke and an Austin Eckler or uh, a Dalvin Cook and a Joe Mixon, uh, whew, dude, that's two number ones. Do that. Do that. Do that. Uh, there's going to be wide receivers in rounds three, four, and five, and we'll talk about some of them today uh, that are going to get pushed. Running backs are a value; you need them. And I, I love Pete Overzet. I love you know Danny Carter, uh, and I think zero RB is is viable. 
But I think it's viable when you're on a razor's edge. You know, home leagues are not razor's edges normally, unless you're in it with a bunch of sharks. And I think what you can do in a home league, and this is kind of where we're, we're coming from, you know, that you can do differently in an industry draft is that you can wait. You can wait on quarterbacks. You can wait on tight ends. You can get Hawkinson in the 13th round or something like that. So you do get a couple of good running backs. Todd Gurley, he might perform this year. I had him last year on the team that, that won first place uh, in my league, uh, a different league I'm in. But I'm not – I don't trust him to be solid all year. Uh, that knee does just concern me. Maybe he hasn't missed time, but maybe his snap – percentage is down a little bit because of that i don't know but um. I, just, I just love him in in that offense for what he's going to do as a pass catching back yeah. and i think that to me last year in a down year in our league record he still finished 16th yeah so that's that's with the same there's no new injury yeah so i don't see why i and again they were operating last year because they had invested all this money with him. That's and that's why they cut him was to save room in their cap. Yeah. And so Atlanta doesn't have any designs on that. I mean, I think they're limiting him during preseason. That's the word out of camp, but it's not um, or whatever, not preseason, whatever this is. Corona, no, co- Corona preseason. Co- COVID time. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he's there, you know, everybody's wary, but I, 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 to me, there's so much upside and it's, there's no, there's no new injury here. And he was 16th last year. So if he does better than that, now you're getting a, a fringe RB1. And, you know, again, that's what we were saying is, you know, with the, with the value-based drafting, the idea that it's just crazy to me, the whole zero RB thing, because if 40 running backs or so, the start or, you know, they're in a somewhat of a committee, um, that puts just such a higher value on running backs than any other position. And the, to me, if, if, if you're going to pick a zero strategy, uh, if, if you're in a three, see, we're not in a three wide receiver league. We have two, two running backs, two wide receivers, two flexes. So if you're in a three wide receiver league, zero modified zero with a decent RB1 makes sense somewhat, but to me, zero wide receiver makes more sense. Like, if you suck up all the talent at running back, you can get guys who are, you know, averaging, you know, 14 points per game yeah. versus 16 points per game. And that's why, you know, in these rounds, um, I'm wide receiver heavy because now I'm yeah. trying to make up the difference. Yeah. When speaking of that, two of the wide receivers that kind of bleed over for me and you from round three into round four, and so I want to touch on them before we get fully into the round four wide receivers, is uh, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. I have I have both of them in the the third round, uh, near the middle of the third round. I have Cooper Cup at 308, and then I have Woods at 306, so you know, kind of mid. Um, you have uh, Cooper Cup at 310, and then you also have my guy Robert Woods at 401. So I'm a little bit, you know, um, 
in on those guys a little bit more than you are right now. Uh, tell me about wh- why you're ranking Cup where you have him compared to Woods. So I don't understand why Matthew Berry always talked about little Cooper Cup because he's bigger than Robert Woods. I don't get it. Why, why is he little? He's, he's 6'2". He weighs more than him. He's not little. He's he's, And he was the number three wide receiver last year in the red zone. So yeah. um, I, I, I like both of them. I, I think it's a – to me, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, DK Metcalf, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Robert Woods, not so little Cooper Cup. They're all coin flips. Um, I am just going to stick with Cooper Cup as the guy who catches the ball in the end zone. So I think he's got a little bit more value. But um, Robert Woods was number eight in targets last year. So um, to me, Robert Woods is – I think he's one of those guys that – you know, now you, you've got yourself, um, you know, uh, 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 an upgraded wide receiver too, you know, in that tier two that is going to get you, you know, hopefully 15 points or more per game. Yeah. Well, you know, I have both Cooper Cup and Robert Woods at around 138 targets each, so 140 targets. Um, and, you know, the thing that's going to really, it's going to kind of set them apart is touchdowns. You're right. Um, I think one thing that, that Robert Woods did last year with those eight targets, or sorry, eighth ranked targets uh, last year, is that, you know, he was able to put together uh, sustained, that was, that, was, uh, that was Jared Goff's guy. He was the go-to guy uh, pretty much every down the stretch, every game he was getting double digit targets or near double digit targets. So, um, you know, I, I don't know if that's going to be the same this year, but I do know that under McVeigh, this is this is how many plays they've run the last you know three years. So, nine hundred and seventy two, which would be tops in the league in, in two thousand and seventeen, or near the top. Uh, and then then in two thousand eighteen, uh, they did ten. Uh, sorry, uh, one thousand. 27 and then last year 1033 so these guys are getting over a thousand plays uh and the way that they do it is last year they had a 61 38 slant to passing and so if you're going to pass the ball i mean i, I was i was kind of you know not even that bullish but i you know i i gave jared goff uh 575 targets he had over 600 passing attempts or a passing attempts he had over 600 last year so I gave him a reduced amount. You're still getting tons and tons of volume for both these guys. Uh, you know, I, I'm not a huge believer that Higby and Everett are going to take all these targets away, and they don't have a back out of the backfield. Cam Akers is going to be good. He's not girly. So I think you're, I think you're right. And Cooper Cup is going to get more touchdowns. Uh, so I might have to adjust my ranks. We'll have to see. I mean, Cooper Cup was number. So Robert Woods was number eight in the league in targets. Cooper Cup was 11. Yeah. So I, again, to me, these Point are like yeah. points. Um, I want I want to have a Robert Woods or Cooper Cup problem. Definitely, year. definitely. Yes. I, I mean, big time. Pick, pick them both. You yeah. can get them on your squad. You have two yeah. bomb wide receivers. So yeah, yeah. Um, no, I like it. And, and you also you know mentioned a few of the other guys that we want to talk about as well next. And that is you know Lockett and DK Metcalf. Those guys 
fit right into that discussion of, of teammates who are coin flips. Um, tell me what, what you're thinking. You have Lockett ranked a little bit ahead um, of, of Metcalf, both in, in, in the fourth round. So tell me about it. Um, so it was very hard for me. Like, this is not, not a bet that I want to make. Uh, I have DK Metcalf's workout picture up on my screen right now. Um, what, who, what is that? What is he? He's, a, he's huge. What is, what is that? Like, that's a human being, dude. I can't, I can't wrap my mind around it. Like that guy, it, and he plays wide receiver. I mean, right. it just, um, adjust your pants. So, yeah. I, I, to, to me, I'm just going off of, um, Tyler Lockett is he's the red zone guy again. So um, he was number two in red zone receptions last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I'm not I'm not going to move away from data like that right now. Right. And so to me again, I, you know, DK Metcalf is going to be the number one wide receiver in Seattle. Maybe this is the year. I'm just. I mean, based on his workout picture, it is the year. It's the year based on just the picture. It is based on the picture. Um, just Tyler Lockett's just such a good route runner, and I think, I think him and I think him and Russell have like there's a there's a deepness between those two guys. You know what I mean? Like all the Russell Wilson uh, trends lately, you could have done that for Tyler Lockett too. Like you know. Like Russell Wilson only peed on fresh uh, urinal cakes. Yeah, yeah. Russell, um, Russell Wilson gives out uh, toothbrushes uh, on Halloween. His favorite candies were there's originals. <laughs> his favorite oh. candies are Luden's cough drops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his favorite holiday is tax day. Oh my gosh! I, I think I did one. He pays his taxes early. <laughs> I had one in my draft folder where it was um, uh, he requested an audit and he just missed his taxes. <laughs> I can put it back there. Oh, man. Well, you know, here's the thing about uh, DK Metcalf. I think last year you had two camps. You had the hype camp, the swole, shirt off, bro me out. Look at this dude. He is insane. And then you had the nerds who are like, he can't do anything but run straight. That's all he can. Do you see his three cone drill? And when I did my three-cone drill this year, which, by the way, everyone should do, and then chug a beer at the end if, if you do uh, chug beers, uh, people said, you're faster than DK Metcalf. Guess what, guys? I'm not. He is super fast. And not only is he super fast, he's like if you took Mike Evans and you put him and Janu Smith together, and that's his frame. Like, he has, like, a, a Hulk frame. You're going to press him? <laughs> he's going to score a touchdown. So he, he has... Uh, just unnatural abilities to go up and get balls. And I don't think there's anybody else. If I'm Russell Wilson in the red zone this year, uh, I'm looking to first. Maybe that play he gave uh, Lockett a couple years ago that Mike Wright, you know, illustrated the 9% chance of it, whatever it was. Um, that was after he scrambled around because he couldn't find anybody taller than five foot eleven to throw the ball to. Now they have somebody. And so I don't think, just for me, I think that DK is going to absorb some of those targets this year in the red zone. And so um, I think he has huge upside potential. He could be one of those guys who sneaks into the top 
top 12. Um, but I'm not calling that. I'm saying he could. I do love him this year. So I have him ranked nice and early at 402. And I will get him. If A.J. Brown is gone, I will get D.K. Metcalf on my team. Uh, and that's if Calvin Ridley's not available either. So, so the picture that I have of, uh, of um, D.K. Metcalf, I have the person he's next to uh, in, in the uh, broed out photo. It's A.J. Brown. Um, that dude is just ridiculous too. Um, but DK is s- slightly greater uh, in size and everything. I'm, uh, if they're doing Mr. Universe, DK gets my vote. Um, but yeah, I, I you know I don't know. I I, I think Tyler Lockett to me is still. Uh, I like I. I I've had times in the past where I'll move people off the mountain too quick. And again, they're, they're not far away in my rankings. I I have them close, but, um, I think, I think Tyler Lockett still has the, uh, the quickness factor that it's, it's, he'll probably still end up slightly ahead of DK Metcalf. But yeah, man, I bought into all that stupid hype last year too. You know, and I wish I hadn't. Um, so, I mean, he's, you know, expert consensus rankings, you know, ADP. He's, you know, we've got him, um, you know, in the neighborhood where a lot of people have him. And I, I think he's a, a great pick there because yeah. if he's if he's your wide receiver, too, um, he's going to have games where he gets you 30 points. Like yeah. He's going to have big games for sure this season. Yeah. So. I agree with you. I think Tyler Lockett presents more of a consistent play, even though his efficiency over the years has been off the charts. Um, you know, I think he doesn't get a lot of targets, but he does well with his targets. Um, we'll see. I, I think that's a good – between us, uh, by the way, on our, our website right now, if you go to uh, thefantasymillionaires.com, please do go there. And look under the Fantasy Toolbox, or you can go under podcasts, listen to this podcast when it comes up tomorrow, or other podcasts we've had. Um, under the Fantasy Toolbox, though, uh, you're going to see Cash and Stacks ranks. That's where you can look at our ranks. Uh, at the end of this process, I will add a third column that is kind of like the average of all of our ranks for your draft. So you you kind of want the, the the stack on top of the cash, you know, a little, little something-something together. We're going to average those out for you so you can kind of get a, a medium and so DK Metcalf in that range, I have him beginning of the fourth, even kind of near the end. He'd be in the middle of the fourth, which I think that's where he is right now for most people. And uh, it's who you want to get in those in those uh, rounds. Some people are, are trying to get Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, and I hope they're in my league. And, um, you know, I hope they take him right before me. And then I hope I can get DK Metcalf. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to me, it's again, you know, uh, you, the other thing that's so great about these wide receivers is Russell Wilson. You know, I, in terms of accuracy, I think he might be the most accurate quarterback in the league. Um, well, scrambling for sure. What's that? I think when he's scrambling for sure, he's out of the pocket or he's moving around, he's deadly. He's very deadly. Just like these most amazing plays. I forget what it was, but. I think it was on ESPN. It was like a Pro Bowl event. 
where it just showed him, you know, being able to just hit like tennis balls on top of like big tall like cones and you know where you know bullseyes and all that stuff. He, he's ridiculous. I mean, he's just so incredibly accurate. So both those guys to me are, are um, you know, I, I think they have great seasons. So. Awesome. Um, so yeah, yeah. I know you wanted to get into a little bit of AJ Brown talk. You finally give that dude the respect he deserves. Who who played on the same team as DK Metcalf and is somehow continually been a better wide receiver than that dude. Doesn't make sense to me, but well, I think he has more of of the the overall abilities. Uh, not that that DK Metcalf doesn't have, but. Um... You know his game isn't as much brute force. He does have that, by the way. He's strong. You could watch in those runs last year after he caught the ball. People weren't pulling him down. Um, but I think he's a great route runner, and I think he also uh, is coming into his own where he creates a lot of space, and that gives him. You know, first of all, he's going to get all of the targets this year because Corey Davis isn't even starting uh, the season healthy. Um, so that I mean, that's going going for him right there. I have him at the beginning. He's the first pick in the fourth round. Um, and so I'm two picks after you. He, right. he, he could definitely get moved up and Gurley or Chris Carson could get, get bumped down. Um, One of the guys I wanted to highlight for me that I'm, you know, cash, cash rules the world. He uh he'll he'll move players up when he he doesn't understand ECR on stuff. I I don't understand ECR on, on Raheem Mostert. If if they can, if if the experts came out and told me to draft him in the second round, I would draft him in the second round. I don't get why people are saying he's a six round pick. They they almost won the Super Bowl just handing that dude the ball a hundred times. I, I, give me Raheem Mostert in the fourth round, dude. I don't understand it. I, I like him. I, I have him a little later than you do. Um, you know, I don't have him up up as high. I think the thing that we don't know about with Shanahan is Shanahan is almost like a little Belichick in a way. Um, last year, if you remember Ian Hartitz's famous helicopter, it flew in one day and it said, Tevin Coleman is going to go crazy today. And uh, I think he ran for like three touchdowns. I mean, it was it was amazing. It was like the best helicopter he picked all year. Um, and then like two weeks later, he didn't play, you know. And so, yeah, he got nicked up. People get banged up. I mean, he, he didn't play. He got hurt before the or during the playoffs. And so it, he has McKinnon, McKinnon's back this year you know, as, a, as a pass catching back. I just don't know what Shanahan's going to do. And I think in all of these. Um, uncertainties. I, I, I think Raheem Mostert presents as a fourth or fifth round value. Could be even more, right? But I like to wait on it because I think you can get him later. And so I think that the difference strategy-wise between me and you a little bit is I like to hold, <laughs> hold, and like see if I can get my guys at the best dripping possible value. And Mostert might be a guy in our league who does get kind of left behind. Maybe you pick him up in the fifth. But if you really, really want him and you have to have him and that's your guy, get him. That's the thing about it. You get your guy. Yeah. That's what you do. This is fantasy football, right? You play in in, in our league, so you're not going to get him in the fifth. 
I'm well, gonna get them. Right. Well, here's. Uh, I'm not gonna try to take them from you either. I think it's a great value, and and you're not near me in the draft, so it's not gonna be a problem. I want him on my football team, and I might the you know the rankings that I have right now. Um, yeah, it's all subject to change. I just think Raheem Mostert. If you look at what he did last year, he had ten touchdowns. Yeah. It's a lot. It's the offense. Gonna be any, do you think there's going to be any regression there? Uh, it depends on the opportunity. This is the thing. In all these, you know, Raheem Mostert's not a great running back. You know what I mean? He's in a great situation. I watched, I watched all the 49ers games at the end of the season last year. I was tuning into that guy, and he sure looked great. He sure looked better than Tevin Coleman. I mean, they'd, they'd run him back-to-back, and he'd get 30 yards, and Tevin Coleman would get, like, you know, I mean, that was happening again and again. So, I, I mean, to me, it's just, uh, I, I think the issue, again, is that he was no one. Yeah. He was no one, and he just came out. He was a special teams guy, and all of a sudden he bursts onto the scene, and he just looks phenomenal. So, I, I, I to me, that's why ECR has him so low, is because, like you said, you have Shanahan, um, does like to mix it up. Um, you have Jarek McKinnon, you know, um, so they have, you know, they have the same sort of backfield situation that they had last year. But I think Jarek McKinnon is going to be fighting with Tevin Coleman. You know, they, they, they adjusted Raheem's contract too. So, I mean, they're, they're all in on him as, trying to do exactly what they did last year, you know, Um, which to me, if he ends up, you know, getting 20 receptions, 10 TDs, and he has over 1,300 yards from scrimmage, I don't think that that's a wild prediction based on how he was playing, you know, the last half of the season. So, uh, you know, into the playoffs, the last like quarter into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, I, I don't see why they're going to not do that because he has shown versus the you know best defenses in the league that he's he had um, you know in terms of efficiency. I think uh, if you look at you know, yards per touch, he's number four. Breakaway run rate, number one. Um, mm, that's a good stat. I like the breakaway run rate. I, I, I'm not going to say I don't think he's a good player. Here's, I think what the caveat is, some of those holes that he's going through, though, are, 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 are Shanahan's schemed holes, just like Alfred Morris, just like, uh, you know, um, you know uh, Devonta Adams in um, – not Devonta Adams, uh, Devonta Freeman in – you know, when he was the the OC for the Falcons, so I think I'm not I'm not going to crap on Mostert. I think Shanahan does this. He finds running backs who fit his scheme and he exploits them. Um, so you're right, but I also Tevin Coleman. You could get him in the 12th round, and he's a great value compared to where you know. So I might get them both in this this situation. I might get them both. Yeah, I definitely think Tevin Coleman is definitely worth rostering. Yeah. So. Uh, especially in this year of our Lord of COVID. Um, right. You know. Get all uh, the running backs. 
when you when there's committees, you you, you get get the second guy on the committee. Um, I just don't think it's going to be as much of a committee. I think he's going to be um, he's going to be used as the running back that runs the ball. And I oh, think the guy who runs it. That's good. That's a, you need that. Yeah, and and they've shown that they can run the ball. So um, just a bit. So I mean, to me, to me, Raheem Oster is somebody I'm 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 looking at in the fourth round. And then the other guy I bumped up that I also don't understand why they're putting guys like David Montgomery ahead of him, um, David Johnson. Um, Mark Ingram is Devin Singletary. I, I like Devin Singletary this year. I think he, um, whenever you're on a team where there's a mobile quarterback, I think there's value there that's still, uh, the, the, there's still not really like a, a metric to, to sort of evaluate it on. But if you look at quarterbacks that are mobile, Mm-hmm. The running backs benefit, and you know Josh Allen is one of the more mobile guys in the league. Um, so I think that opens things up for Devin Singletary. And you know, last year he, um, you know, he was dealing with injury, and he, uh, you know, he didn't get a full season. But um, to me, this year he's going to be that really nice RB2 that you can get. And I, that's why I'm putting him in the fourth round because, um, you know, essentially you're trying to, you know, build, you know, two strong wide receivers, two strong running backs, you know, or depending on who's available, um, maybe you're three in one way. Um, but I like him as a second RB. I think he's, I think he's going to end up averaging over 15 points a game. So that is officially the Ralph Macho's take. Yep, that's my take. I like it. You know, I'm 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 concerned. I'm concerned about Moss coming in there and uh, stealing goal line touches and stuff like that. I mean, that's kind of what his shtick was. Um, I'm a little concerned because last year. In that offense, you know, he was a rookie, but last year in that offense, he rushed, uh, this is Singletary, rushed for two touchdowns, and uh, he only had two receiving touchdowns. So if he's going to be you know, in that t- over 220 or whatever range, he's going to have to get touchdowns, you know. Um, and it's going to be an interesting offense. You know, Josh Allen is not accurate. He is not an accurate quarterback. So uh, I think he, Josh Allen, last year he had, I mean, you want to know how many touchdowns he had rushing. He almost had double-digit rushing touchdowns. He had nine rushing touchdowns last year. And the year before, he had eight rushing touchdowns. So that's 17 rushing touchdowns uh, from a position that normally does not get rushing touchdowns, you know, unless you're Cam Newton or, um, you know, Lamar Jackson or Mike Vick. So... You know, I, I'm I'm just a little bit hesitant on him. I want to see what the the backfield kind of plays out and what it looks like with Moss because, you know, Singletary had a 5.1 yards per carry average, which is great. That's a great one. as a rookie. That's awesome. And so I don't think they're go, going to go away from him completely. But you don't draft Moss, you know, in those in those earlier rounds um, to not have him play. You know, so I think they want to play him both. And, and I, you know, I, I I bake that into my projections. And in my projections, I have. 
Singletary for around 190 uh, carries and around 50 targets. And then Moss, I have for about 130 carries. So not even that much, but taking 40, 50 carries away, that's points. That's points being taken away. So we'll see how that plays out. But I like I like that you, um, you're targeting an offense that is getting better. Uh, it's got Stephon Diggs as well. And so it's, it's not an offense that is going the other way in, into the toilet. So... Yeah, definitely. Um, again, I just think he. I think last year he ended up not getting a full season. So I just think like guys like David, like to me, they're they're all in the same tier, you know. Yeah. Um, David Johnson to me is in this tier, and I just think. That's why I'm putting him in the fourth round is that I think if you're looking for an RB2, you want somebody who's going to get you 15 points, you know? Yeah. And I just, out of everybody, he has the most potential to do that. I had um, I had David Johnson not far behind him just because of the same thing. I think mobile quarterback and um, the Texans have shown that who's ever running a football there ends up doing well. Um, it's just David Johnson is uh, what a headache he's been for fantasy owners over the last few years. So I'm, I'd rather I'd rather bank on somebody like Devin Singletary. So I put him in the fourth round, and then I had Mr. Jones. And it's my 5.01, but yeah. I, I dropped – man, I dropped Montgomery down a lot. Um, and he just, I, I just don't think he's like, I think we've seen what we've seen. Like he's a flex guy, you know, like once you get into round five, like now you're picking your first flex position, you know, um, you know, in our league, if it's three wide receiver, I mean, you, you're, you're not, but we have, you know, we have two flexes, so he's to me he's a flex guy and he he'll, he'll be okay you know he'll he'll he'll, he'll you know he's, he's i think he's appropriately uh you know kind of considered there but mm-hmm. um i think a lot of people have those guys i think their projections are reversed you know i think i think Evan Singletary should be Getting bigger projections by the experts. Uh, uh, thing, so well, this is the one of the experts that like kind of really matters. So, since you're one half of the millionaires, I'm going to go with that. Uh, yeah, good call. Uh, but Bo wanted to chime in. He he said, um, and and you know earmuffs by the way uh, for everybody right now because Bo said F D J. He did not like, you know, David Johnson, which is understandable. Right when you said a lot of owners are not happy with him over the years, Bo chimed in on, on cue. Uh, he also said uh, DJ's corpse will not even get over 1,000 total yards. So I think I have him in there as a pity throw in there to, to experts, but I'm not going to have David Johnson on my team this year in redraft. Um, you know, it's just it's it's not going to happen for me unless he falls to like the seventh round, and then then maybe he's my RB four. Um, but I'm not going to be having it. David Johnson will not be on my team this so year. I put, him, I put him at five point oh one, and so one of the ways that I'm building my rankings, and I'm 
you know, putting this out there in, in the fantasy universe is that I'm trying to build 12 perfect squads. So if I have the way I'm ranking it, if I have CMC, Mike Evans, Kenny Galladay, DK Metcalf, I'll roll the dice on David Johnson because I have CMC, you know? Right. And then yeah. if he ends up, you know, um, doing what he, you know, could do. I mean, last year, he it's he's so bipolar on the football field now. It's so weird. Like, yeah. you'll see highlights where he looks like, you know, 2014 David Johnson or whatever year that was when he was just like, he got 10 points while he was lacing up his shoes. Like, yeah. you'll see flashes of that, but then... And then he just doesn't, you know, he just runs right into the tackles and it's over. So, I, I don't know. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, I, I feel like he is a perfect candidate for, for Bob uh, over there in in, uh, in in with the Houston Texans. I, I don't know why you would pick him up. He looked washed last year. The, the Cardinals, a team that – you know, drafted him and knows him best, and who was trying to win. They're trying to win. They, 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 um, they had this guy called DeAndre Hopkins. So, you know, they, oh, they just got him. Oh, wait, they, okay, never mind. I'm confused. But David Johnson, uh, I think he stinks. That's what I think. I think he stinks. So, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I, I'm not a DJ like said, fan. I'm only going to draft him if yeah. I have CMC. You I, know what I mean? I'll like, be, yeah. And, and, you know, I like how you're setting up your draft. I'm doing mine a little differently. Uh, I'm drafting or I'm looking to build my teams based on how the other people in my league draft, uh, who's available, the value that's there. Um, and, I mean, I do want to go after running backs uh, more so early on in, in our league. I normally do that anyway in our league, not a big secret. Uh, in, in the BFFs, the barely – Facebook friends league that we're in with all of our friends. So, um, but <laughs> it's the best league ever. And by the way, shout out all those guys. Uh, we're going to do a, a live stream of our draft this year. I'm just going to put this camera up wherever we are outside at, at Mike's house and just let it go or something like that or put together maybe a, a big dog's got to eat style draft day video because it is going to, it's the funniest thing. We're not even funny compared to, to le our league mates uh, who are just the funniest two guys uh, I've, I've ever been around at all, ever. Yeah, so. Sure. Um. One other guy I think we wanted to touch on before we got to three tweets was Dak Prescott. Yeah. yeah. Um, he is both of ours, the millionaire's consensus, third QB off the board. Yeah. Again, I, I, I've I seen so many experts put him at, like, seven in terms of quarterback rankings. Yeah. You know, there's, you know – Four better, six better. Obviously, rule out Mahomes and Lamar. So I don't understand um, three better. So I don't understand where no four better. Sorry, <laughs> I don't understand why Dak is not getting the respect that he deserves. I agree. CD Lamb, to me, I. I don't understand. I also saw an article where they were ranking wide receiver cores in the league, and they gave they put them third. Um, okay, you have uh, 
Tampa Bay, that's fine. You know, th- those guys, just those two receivers, you know, plus, you know, tight ends, whatever, that's fine. Gronk. Yeah, Gronk. Mm. Uh, but then they had Kansas City ahead of Dallas as far as wide receiving core. And I just, I, 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 to me, Dallas has got the best wide receiving core. They have a top 10 pass catching back. They have Blake Jarwin. Right. And that trio, I, why is he not going to do as well as he did last year? I don't yeah. – yeah. please explain. Yeah, I, I, I can't explain it to you because I'm, I'm, I'm all in with you. We're on the same ship, and we're sailing to a championship with Dak Prescott. It, it Really, if you can get him in, in the fifth round in your league, um, that's like stealing, I feel like. I, 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 and honestly, I'll tell you what I'm going to do right now, man. If I do get him, I'm going to pair him with C.D. Lamb. I'm going to pair him with Michael Gallup. Or I'm going to pair him. I'm probably going to get Amari Cooper. I think Amari Cooper is the guy who is to fade. Out of those three receivers this year, I'm fading Amari Cooper. I think I have him in the in the fourth round. You have him a little bit in the third round. I love C.D. Lamb. I love C.D. Lamb. I love C.D. Lamb. I'm going to say that right now. He's not going to get the target share or the volume unless one of those other guys gets hurt. That's going to get him into that top, you know, 20 wide receiver you know, question or um, you know, conversation. But there's no question he is a, a crazy talent out of the slot. Imagine if you're a defense and on first and goal from the seven, you have Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Blake Jarwin, Michael Gallup, and Zeke on the field with Dak. Someone's right. getting a touchdown in that sequence. And who do you guard? Who do you double? you double your slot receiver in CeeDee Lamb? No. So CeeDee Lamb's going to have a, a clean release and can go drag across the field. You can't get a, a clean touch on Zeke in the backfield. He can do a wheel route. You have your, your tight end who's fast enough to beat someone to the post. And then you have Michael Gallup who can go up and do a 50-50 ball. Amari Cooper, to me, is not going to get a lot of red zone targets. But all the rest of those guys, it's scary. Very scary. So I, I love Dak, man. And I think he has a great chance to finish as the number one QB all uh, overall this year. So that's, I'm just putting it out there. Best friends. Yep. I can't. I just. I, I love it when we're when the millionaires just we're we're harmonized and he's the number three quarterback off the board. And I love I love you know that you can get him in the fifth round because again with value based drafting you know you're potentially looking at a guy that's going to get you thirty points a game every game. You know. And you're going to make up so much differential per game with Dak as your QB. So, um, you know, I, I I think he's a steal in the fifth, and and he's not he's not going to go in the fifth next year. You know, whenever I'm moving people up, you know, it's a, it's it, it, it's it's your own projection of the value. You know, and to me, I just don't get why he doesn't do at least as good as he did last year. Yeah. So. No. I think it's a great segue. Uh, by the way, uh, Bo is chiming in. If you don't know Bo McBigtime uh, and you, you haven't you know followed him on Twitter, please follow him and then follow me and then follow uh, at the Ralph Macho. Uh, he's a, he's a part of the team here and we we love him. And uh, he he said he's got Dak in his uh, UD Dynasty startup. So yeah, Dak Dak is the guy to have. I think in those in those fifth fourth fifth round in that area, end of the fourth. You know, I'm drafting eleventh. 
I don't think if, if the, the twelfth guy, the, tw- the guy picking twelfth, is going to take a quarterback. I don't know if he's going to do that, but maybe I'll you know step up and get him in the fourth. But around the turn on the fifth, great way to end. You know, if if I'm able to go something like um, Miles Sanders, C E H, uh, Calvin Ridley, uh, and then Terry McLaurin, and then get Dak. Oh my gosh! Like I'm I'm just doing somersaults in my league. So hopefully that's the case. Bonus hot sauce and bonus good quarterbacks. This is these facts. These are these are facts. All right. So speaking of uh, facts, let's go to Twitter, where all the fun facts live uh, forever, uh, unless you delete them. Um, so my tweet. I'll start off with my tweet, Mike. Um, okay. And I got to close out of a few programos here, and I'm just praying we don't crash. Come on, big money. We've been doing good. Here's a secret, Mike. I turned off echolocation, and then we went to being regular again, unfortunately. So sometimes echolocation works great, and sometimes it messes up our whole broadcast. So we're figuring it out, guys. Thanks for being here with us. We love every single one of you who've tuned in for any minutes at any time. You guys are awesome. Okay, so I'm pulling up an Adam Levitan tweet from the other day. My guy went through, uh, I, I'm going to say, one of the worst experiences I could think of as a dad. So, um, you know, I'm, uh, it's not something that we have to sync up and, and uh, share simultaneously. Uh, okay. So, you know, you can share it whenever you want. I'm going to share my screen now, and, and then I'm just going to read it um, so people can, can watch it on Periscope right now. Here's, here's Adam Levitan's tweet. He said, uh, my two-year-old was having trouble sleeping last night. I have a, a seven-year-old who was two. I have a nine-year-old who was two. I understand that. Makes total sense, right? Kids having trouble sleeping. So uh, I lay, I lie down on the floor uh, in the kid's room. Makes sense. You're on the floor. Maybe the crib's there. The bed's there. You're helping them out. The next sentence is what just makes this a banger. Uh, and it says, woke up to my five-year-old peeing on me. Yeah. And then there's a picture of Philip Rivers going... You know, doing that deep breathing exercise he likes to do when he throws an interception or something. I don't know. Um, yeah. But you know, I, I thought that was worthy of being thrown on here. First of all, I love uh, Adam Levitan. Shout out. Uh, everybody over there established the run. But also, just like the, the audacity of that. Like, it, I, 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 that's, I'm so glad I don't have boys. Like, if my son, if I woke up to my son pissing on me, I'm probably going to smack him. You know, I mean, just gonna, I don't have a son, so I'm not going to. That's not happening. Um, but, yeah, you don't piss on somebody. Like, you're not R. Kelly, dog. That's crazy. Allegedly. Dude, uh, Allegedly. My, my son's three and a half, and he he pees all over the place sometimes. I mean, it's like he, you know, it's hard for the little guy to aim it. You know, he's just, he, he's just rocket launching that thing all over the place. And we've tried to... Uh, do stuff with Cheerios, you know, but then you have to like, so you can aim it, you know, but then you don't, you know, I mean, I, I guess you got to keep a bowl of Cheerios in all your bathrooms and then you just have to go around and reload. Um, so, yeah. At, at least your, your son is three. I, guys, pain. I know what's up. Well, he's, he's, his son's five though. That If you're five, that kind of feels like an F you. You know, like that. I, it always feels like an FU, even when they're free. <laughs> I came in one day and he was over. Um, we have, you know, a playroom and we have these little bins, you know, that are all organized and one bins for his, his like, his piss. Legos. <laughs> and I come in the room 
and he's got his penis just all up in his bin, and he's just he's just lighting it up. He's just pissing all over the place. And I'm like, what are you doing, dude? And he's just like, he'll just look at me like, oh, sorry. Oh, oh my bad. Oh. Yeah, that's what he says. So I'm just like, yeah, yeah. He said, I swear, he goes, yeah, yeah, sorry. And I'm like, no. Yeah, no. I, 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 do, do I need to light you up, son? These, these Legos have piss all over them now. They don't just whip out your dick and start peeing on your Legos. Oh, sorry. Oh, man, I, I got I to gotta tell you, as a, as a man for 41 years, um, I, I don't, that doesn't happen. I, that's never happened to me. Uh, I don't, I'm so grateful that, uh, I was never a wild cock and I've never been a wild, there's some guys just wild cocks, you know, and, uh, that's not me. I am a calm cock, but your son sounds like he's a, a straight shooter and he's going to take over the world. And I just don't want to be underneath of him when he does. So, yeah, well, <laughs> you definitely don't want to be in his Lego bin, that's for sure. <laughs> hey, when we come over to play, when COVID's over, I'll tell London and Adelaide not to go anywhere near the Lego bin. <laughs> it's clean now. I know, I, mean, I know. I'm kidding. You know, I'm kidding. Yeah, but, I mean, who knows how clean. Put I some mean, snacks I, in there, guys. Throw some... <laughs> I, part, part of my whole uh, method of cleaning up after things like that is, you know, when I read the potty train book, they... They try and help parents out by just saying, hey, you know, peace, not dirty, peace, clean. So you're just like, well, I guess it's clean. I'll do my best here. You and bear girls drinking piss. All right. You can't drink it. It (laughs) is sterile. So so here's how you drink piss, by the way. I watched the Bear Girls episode. I tell your girls to stay away from that Lego bin, yeah. Yeah, I'm telling them them to stay away. Um, We'll we'll, we'll, we'll circle back to how to drink your own piss in another episode. Or watch the Bear Girls episode. So, all right. So my tune is by Pat Thorman. Love That's Pat Thorman. Boy, yeah. He uh, he's hilarious. Great fantasy follow. Mm-hmm. And uh, he came out with this one today. Then put your little hand in mine. There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb, babe. I got you, babe. Okay, campers, rise and shine. And if that is not what we are, that's from Groundhog's Day, and that is what we are living in every single day. It is Groundhog's Day 2020. It's Groundhog's Day, so I thought that was tight. I loved it. That is super tight. You know, Pat is deep on so many levels. And you know what's so interesting here is we didn't even intend to do this, but you know, I shouted out Adam. You're shouting out Pat. They both work at Establish the Run. So, uh, nice. yeah, um, great people over there. Uh, we like them. They're smart and they're funny. And they're thoughtful and intelligent and probably some of the best fantasy football people around. That's a, that's a high-quality tweet. So yes. it, it makes three tweets. Um, wins three tweets. Cool. It wins. It wins three tweets. I, if he, so whenever I bump into people, I say, you know, oh, how are you doing? Oh, it's Groundhog's Day. What would be so tight is if somebody just sang that song, you know? But, like, you have to be, you know, a big Groundhog's Day fan, which I am, to get it. Yeah. So you can't just scare your neighbors by singing <laughs> song. But if I said, what's up, man? How are you doing? And they started seeing that song. I'd be like, 
I would be like, I would say something similar to. What? We just become best friends. Yep. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's one of my favorite movies. Uh, I think I, I I love the commercials they did during the Super Bowl uh, with him and, and the the new updated you know Gopher and everything. That was that was great. I loved that, and um, I love how he's still you know killing himself in the commercial. Uh, you know, it's, it's definitely one of the best movies ever. Yes, yeah. As far as comedy go too. Yes. I mean, I, if I had to sit down and rank top five, I can't see how not people that in there. You can just watch it again and again. Yep, yep. Now, Puxatani Phil will never get old, and it's just a lens through which I see the world now that I never saw before. So, thank you, Bill Murray. And uh, I think his brother is in there. His brother, I think, is the mayor who pulls the gopher out of the hole. And I think all the Murray brothers are probably <laughs> extras or weirdos or you know guys at the diner or whatever. Um, there's a bunch of Murray brothers. So, uh, shout out all of them. I didn't know that. There's Murray brothers, but they're like the politicians. No, they're like the Baldwin brothers. They're like actors, but not as good. I like, think, like in the movie, they play like. like uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure not, they're not I, playing the mayor. That's not his brother. No, no, I, 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 I maybe like up there on the podium. With I thought, I thought so. Yeah, I thought there was. Maybe I'll look. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought there was. I thought. That's, that's an interesting factoid. I I'll look and see. I might just be. I might be spinning crazy BS. Which, I, I, so well, I'll tell. You, I'll tell you what happened is I, I watched a bunch of movies and saw a bunch of characters, and then later found out that some people like that were his brothers and stuff. And so I don't know which movies that they were in that I was like, maybe it's Caddyshack. I think his. I think one of his brothers is the is the guy who runs the clubhouse in Caddyshack, and, oh. and I think that guy is also. Uh, in the movie as the mayor, I think he is. So I'll look. I'll go back and check my IMDb and make sure I'm not just spitting some fake BS. But uh, I do know there are lots of Murray brothers, and they are funny, and uh, I love that movie as well. So I think you win. Pat Thorman wins. Sorry, Adam. You know you got pissed on. You don't <laughs> like R. Kelly said. You know I, I. You know I'm not winning this one. So. <laughs> yeah. In the, in the words of the infamous R. Kelly. Right. All right, yeah, so uh, I have, uh, as my winner tonight, um, I, was, I wasn't I was sure if I was going to win, but I just, I have just a simple picture of, this is uh, from Super 70 Sports, another good follow on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, Gordy Howe getting suited up at age 50, you can literally feel the old man's strength. I never seen a picture of that dude before like i guess i just i mean i've seen simpson cartoon pictures of him mm-hmm. that's what that that guy at 50 look at that jaw dude like that's a man right yeah. there like that's a that's a man yeah. i mean I, I i feel the old man's strength yeah yeah, man, he you know, he uh, played in his fifties in the NHL. That is uh, insane. That, I mean, that's just what. He looks like DK Metcalf in that picture a little bit. Yeah, well, his jaw is the squarest <laughs> jaw I've ever seen in my life. They they broke the mold for sure after that because they couldn't make any other jaws. They were like, I ah, fudged it up. <laughs> that's all I saw. I see that. I was just like, jaw, jaw. <laughs> oh, that's a great picture, man. God, God bless Gordy Howe. May he rest in peace. What, what a, uh, yeah, what a beast. Yeah, I, I like it. You know, from from one 
What, two? Fancy Millionaire Beasts to, you know, one of the greatest hockey players ever. This has been a fun episode, except for our technical difficulties, which we will get fixed, folks. Promise you. Uh, yes. it, it will not happen consistently. We'll make the changes we need. Here's the great part. We're not going anywhere. So if, if you know, you miss us and we're off for a second, we'll be back. We'll be here. Uh, what time is it? Ten four. You know, our podcast was supposed to be an hour and a half, but we've been spitting them out at an hour. Or sorry, an hour. And we've been spitting them out at an hour and 15, hour and 20. So we'll get better at this. But, you know, uh, I, I like talking to you. We normally do this with no one watching. So we might as well do it with, a, with an audience. And you guys can get a little bit better at fantasy football. And hopefully you're entertained as well. Um, come back next week. We're going to do round six through eight. Um, help you get your starting lineup. And, uh, and... The following weeks, um, we'll do 9 through 11 and then 12 through 14 to wrap it up. Yep. For the season. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, man, come back next week and, uh, yeah, take take our picks and and just murder everyone. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I'm going to do it. Yeah. All right, All right brother. Um, how many air horns? This, this one doesn't even get an air horn. It gets this. That is a triangle. That, that's, that's somebody's software getting canceled. Um, yeah. right, I want to say one other thing. Out of my face. Roundhouse your ass. Yeah. You got to roundhouse your ass. <laughs> All right, everybody. Peace, peace. Peace.